This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Hi, this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. And from the border of liberty and prosperity in the highways and north, this is Safety Wars for Friday, September 1st, 2023. Welcome to Disaster Preparedness Month 2023. That's what we're going to be talking about all month, like we did on the, uh, if you saw the promos on uh, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, now X. I'm never going to get used to this. It's like steel toe boots. They're going to be steel toe boots from here until kingdom come. That's what I'm going to call them. You have a problem with it? Just joking. Hope uh, you guys are... Going, we are going to enjoy this nice Memorial Day weekend. I got some good feedback from people talking about baseball yesterday. So it's my son and team's uh, TBT, right? Uh, it's, I forget the name of the what it is. Uh, TBT is the name of the team. Uh, that's the franchise. That's Travel League team. It's their last tournament before everybody moves on up to 12U. Good luck, guys, for tomorrow. So we'll be out very early tomorrow morning doing that. We counted. It was something like 51 games we played this year, plus Little League. Hopefully, we're going to be tra- playing uh, fall ball for, with Little League. And it's uh, important to support those community leagues. What, what did you think about last night? I listened to the program again. Uh, it was pretty good. We were talking, uh, catching up on things with OSHA. Uh, they didn't post anything. I didn't expect them to post anything today. Uh, in the press release phase, uh, if we have time, and if uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I put together a little PowerPoint presentation here for everybody. I know you cannot see that if you're on the podcast, but if you're on video, we are broadcasting here on YouTube and several other video platforms. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Telegram, Twitter. No, then we're going to be, no, we post this at, well, if we do really good, we post this on uh, on Rumble, Gab. Uh, we'll see how this goes. So, what I'm surprised about, no, uh, after 9-11, we, were, we heard about disaster preparation and the importance of having a kit and everything else. Be ready to do what you're going to... We heard all this stuff. Now, we're 22 years out from 9-11 almost, and we have here... Let me pull up Google. We're going to talk about... Oh, let me put in disaster 
Preparation Month. 2023. What did we get here? We got a whole bunch of stuff on do 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 local level local uh, emphasis. So what does that mean with local emphasis? What are we to conclude here? Not that the government, the federal government, doesn't care, but disaster falls upon the local community, the state, and more importantly, you. You are your best defense. You are your best response. You are your best whatever when it comes to the disaster. And there are, and that's what we want you to feel is empowered at the end of this month. You have a little bit of knowledge, as the saying goes, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. But we're, we hope to that this is a starting point, a jumping off point into figuring out what you need to do for you and your family your community, your neighbors, and everything else. So we're going to go right into our PowerPoint, assuming that everything works, right? Dum, dum, dum. Okay. Let's go from the beginning here. So uh, this is our introduction to disaster. What, what is safe? Now, again, we talk about this all the time. And it's critical here with dealing with disasters where we have some defining uh, things here. What is safe? In the hop world, safe is resiliency and capacity. Not zero accidents, zero illnesses, zero injuries, zero, right? And safe is your building, building capacity and resilience. What you can do and how you adapt to things. Are you resilient? And that's what you're building here with disaster preparation is how resilient are you? What, you know, what do you need to concentrate on? Everyone's needs are a little bit different. We know, you know we have the Maslow hierarchy of needs and we could go through that. You could Google that. That's a big, long thing. No, you need to have your basic stuff taken care of and then before you worry about the more advanced things. And that's true. I had mentioned uh, at the beginning of this podcast career, recording for posterity, what happened during the pandemic. It's really important because people aren't going to believe it when the next pandemic comes along in 100 years. What we went through uh, with, and everything else, we'll talk about that. When we talk about food a little bit later on in the month, and that's what we're doing. What's the uh, theme for this month from the government? Uh, older Americans. Taking care of older Americans. They have specific needs that other people don't have. Your regular folks don't have. So, for example, if you have someone in the end-of-life area, uh, like what I've had to deal with in the last couple of years, their needs are significantly different. Their needs may be along the, ways, along the lines of, F it, screw it. I don't care. I've lived my life. Or it may be, hey, I'm not right with the Lord yet. I want there. I got stuff going on here that I need to take care of. And they're going to have different needs here, different enthusiasms, different concerns. Uh, 
everything else. So, now let's talk about, now we talk about safety is about capacity. And that's all that is, is preparing for disasters. You're building capacity. And by the way, it's not going to all happen at one time. It may take, uh, one of the most popular podcast episodes I have is the last episode for Disaster Response Month last year. People keep going back to it. I mean, you want to go and look it up. And it's along the lines was, I believe, October 1st. And it's, you do not have to get ready for everything. You just have to get ready for what are likely what's going to happen. And it's not all at once. Uh, one family I know, they set themselves to be uh, off the grid, basically. It was an off the grid situation. And that was their way of handling disasters. So what they ended up doing was one thing a year. This year, we're going to do this. This year, we're going to do this. This year, we're going to do this. And it was along the lines of, hey, we're going to worry about our bug out situation. That wouldn't have been my choice first, but it was their choice. That was appropriate for them. Where are we going to go if we need to? Second year was, right, and that was basically took multiple years, food security. They set up a co-op where everybody worked together. They made partnerships, local uh, farmers, local folks to go out there and do what they needed to do. The uh, next uh, year, it was, we're going to worry about water. So they went out and made a point to secure their water supply, get water treatment. They're on a well, right? Do we have what we need for this? The next year was energy. And after about four or five, six years thrown in here, they were pretty resilient uh, for disasters. So when disasters strike, which was, they were in Texas, which was a weather disaster, they were all taken care of. They all had their stuff going on. They had their groove note together, as we say here. Now, what is a disaster? Multiple things. Well, there are multiple disasters. We could talk about all the different types of disasters, but we have, I break it down into man-made and natural. As, and uh, one of my professors in undergrad school would have laughed over this. What, man isn't part of nature, Jimmy? Huh? But anyway, man-made and natural. What, what are we talking about? Nuclear, biological, and chemical. Those are the big ones uh, that everyone thinks about. How about a financial disaster? We're not going to talk about finances here, but that is another thing we need to talk about, uh, that you need to consider. Do you have financial resiliency? Do you have financial capacity? First aid, CPR, right? Uh, no, those are one of the preparations. Hey, not a disaster, but you may have to render first aid to someone. Medical attention, things along those lines. Electromagnetic pulse, knocking out the power system. This is, and now this sounds like uh, the science fiction or some movie. This is a real thing that the government probably should be aware of. Uh, well, they're aware of what they should be preparing for. It's securing the grid. There are multiple books out there on what happens when the grid goes down. We were people were having uh, that back in 2012 when our grid went down during Superstorm Sandy here in uh, southern New York. People were freaking out, dude. What are we gonna do? Well, you got a generator. 
that was the way it was managed. We knew we knew that power would be restored eventually, but people went out and got generators. People went far and wide finding generators. Uh, terrorism, that's another one, man-made. Let's some of the, how about the natural ones? Earthquakes, weather events, floods to extreme weather, space weather, tornadoes is another one, fires, even though fires can be man-made or natural. There's many different types of disasters out there. This is one of the models that we talk about. The disaster uh, mitigation, the disaster cycle, disaster management cycle, whatever we're going to call it. This is the easy model here. So you have the disaster. This is also, uh, for a couple of years, it was uh, popular left and right of the bang. Right, left of the bang is preparation. Right of the bang is response. So here we have uh, mitigation, no, preparation, yeah, the event, then you have response, then you have some type of recovery and mitigation. This, uh, and uh, again, this is another one here that's out there, the disaster management recycle, they call it. And you have a, uh, uh, along the lines here, Rehabilitation, restoration of basic services and functions, then reconstruction of the area, mitigation, then uh, of the risks, and then going into contingency planning, then individual, and then disaster strikes, and then you have your individual disaster response. Now, the government says you should be prepared, and it, and no, it goes into this uh, 24, uh, zero, uh, uh, no, 20, uh, no, up to 96 hours, 72 hours, things like that. No, it varies, different sources, different times. And I break it down into four different types of disasters. This is my, uh, now I'm sure other people have done this. I don't think this is an original idea. I came up with it on my own, but I doubt I'm the first one. So uh, with that, so uh, if I stole it from you, I didn't really steal it from you. I apologize uh, with it. If no, great minds think alike, and, you know, uh, flattery is the best form of, uh, imitation is the best form of flattery, what am I saying? So four types of disasters. No, type one, type two, type three, type four. So type one, I think most people will deal with that at some point in their line, in zero to 24 hours. And then type two, 24 to 96 Type 3, 96 to 30 days. That's four days to 30 days. Then in type 4, 30 days plus. Type 1, what are we talking about? Any of these. Medical emergencies. It could be a fire. It could be a power outage. It could be a flood. Any of those. Uh, you're in a building. It catches fire. You leave the building. That's zero hours. That's a, a disaster. Medical emergency. You have to render some first aid, CPR, AED, that sort of thing. Uh, allergies. Oh, and by the way, we do do first aid CPR training. Anything like that is a medical emergency. Uh, medical emergencies. Power outages. I think we've all been out of power for an evening or a day. I mean, that's a fairly common thing in this area that happens all the time. Flood. That's another one. They have a minor flood in your basement like we had. And guess what? That was an immediate emergency, 0 to 24 hours. Then you have a second type. Huge fires, huge floods, weather events. 
public disruption, civil disturbance, storm damage, pandemics may not be able to get things. And pandemics could go from all over here, all the different types. But this is what the government requests us to be prepared for. No, one, one day to 24 days. Have enough food. Have enough clean water. Have uh, an, uh, Occupy yourself. How are you going to occupy? Believe me, occupying yourself for four days without any of these electronic gadgets, right? Big issue for some people. They go through withdrawals. In 2012, I, we had family members going freaking nuts because they couldn't watch their Good Morning America and all the other morning shows. No cable. And I say, no, there is a, such a thing as rabbit ears. What are rabbit ears? Oh, those things were used back in the 70s? Yeah. And, you know, you have other types of new modern antenna you could use. Oh. And I say, how about this? How about you just treat it as a vacation for four days? Turned into two weeks. It turned into type three. Type three. I skip type two. Type three. Oh, here we go. Type three. Uh, a disaster. Slides got mixed up here. 96 hours to 30 days. Massive disruptions, fires, floods, weather events, civil disturbance, storm damage. People have for no up to 30 days. What are you going to do? This is where it starts to become challenging for most people. Water. How are you going to keep a 30-day water supply? Drinking water, one to two gallons a day. That means for one person, 60 gallons. Let's say you have a family of four, 240 gallons. That's a lot of water in one month. How are you going to, and that's just drinking and cooking. You got bathing, hygiene issues. How are you going to manage that? That's a lot. How about 30 days of food? You're in the hinterlands. You're up there. No, Alaska, the last frontier. Like on the Discovery Channel, they're prepared for all winter. That's not the average American. And let's say that you're living in a high-density area, like an apartment building. Guess what? 30 days of food? Multiply it by four. What do you got? 120 days worth of food for, three, for a family of four. A lot you got to plan out for. And on top of that, medications. From everything from aspirin, painkillers, vitamins. How about prescription medications? You got enough for 30 days? We're going to talk about that one day this month. Now we have the type 4 disasters. Right? And what do we have here? I call it primitive living, 30 days plus. What are we talking about? The things that we hope that are made of nightmares. Nuclear events. With us, we had a pandemic issue here, greater than 30 days. Society changing events. We had riots back in 2020, general anarchy and war. These are the things of nightmares. And sometimes nightmares come true. But what are we talking about? We're talking primitive living. Totally different thing to consider it off the grid living here. That's what you need to consider. That's significantly, really significantly different for us to prepare for. What's this all about? You need to do a couple of things here. You need to assess the hazards, analyze your needs, 
on a hazard matrix even. Don't have to do, hey, hey what are the hazards I have to deal with? And what are, what are my needs in responding to those hazards? And then, you, of course, you need to act appropriately. Preparation is the key for all this. At the end of the slideshow here, uh, where are we here? 20 minutes. Well, we're probably going to go short today with all of this stuff. But that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of uh, the month here. Uh, hopefully every day. I intend to be here three to five days a week. And we'll be talking about PPE, respirators, pandemics, fires. But well, fires we may hold off till next month, fire safety month. But all that stuff that goes into it. Let's go to a commercial break and we'll uh, be right back. So here we go here. Again, let, let's let's face facts. I cannot do a darn thing about what goes on with the globalists. I cannot do, do anything with the internationalists. I can't worry about Vladimir Putin in Russia. Nothing I can do about the China. In our country, I can't worry about what everybody else is doing. I can do very little as one person. I can might go to the ballot box as a small group of people, a community, a cell. We may be able to impact different things. Uh, I was part of a couple of uh, political movements that ushered in some candidates and some thinking that we never would have thought was possible. Uh, things mentioned. So I know I get it, what it takes to do that, but that's not what the normal person is. What well, could you... What can you do? You can worry about yourself, your family, your community. The big thing is this. Don't become part of the problem. So going here, I'm reading out of the U.S. Sun. Vladimir Putin put 16 as mile per hour doomsday nuke dubbed Satan 2 that can sink the U.K. in one strike on combat duty for the first time. This is from today. Vladimir Putin has faced the world's most powerful Armageddon nuclear rocket dubbed Satan 2 uh, on combat duty in a haunting new threat to the West. The unstoppable intercontinental ballistic missile can sink the UK and is the size of a 14-story tower block. So what are they saying? And what is this Satan 2? Weapon of mass uh, uh, destruction, Russia's weapon of mass destruction. Weighs 208 tons, 114 feet in length, has 15 warheads, range of 11,000 miles, speed of almost 16,000 miles per hour, 
And what it does is it comes up in a uh, position. It looks like a subspace orbit. And then it drops its missiles all at one time. The Yuri Borisov, head of Russian Space Agency, issued the chilling announcement earlier today. He told a crowd of students at an event, the Sarmat strategic uh, complex has been put on compact duty. Borisov said that today Russia will most likely undock the Russian module from the International Space Station after 2030. The Armageddon weapon is 116 feet in length and it can be loaded with uh, light nuclear, uh, 15 light nuclear warheads at one time. The weapon was designed to carry out nuclear strikes in countries uh, thousands of miles away in the U.S. and Europe. And it has the potential to obliterate the U.K. in six minutes. Again, I can't do anything about this. Neither can you, but we could prepare ourselves. Doctors warn U.S. is barreling towards same fertility prices as Japan. For one in ten men are in their 30s or virgins, and a third of women will be childless. Japan's birth rate was, in 2020 was 1.34 births per woman, down from 1.5 in 1992. U.S. birth rate is 1.6. Its lowest level since uh, data was first tracked in 1800. So, uh, again, uh, everyone knows what my opinion is on here, if you've been listening, over the year, over the year, last three years. I think this zero population growth thing has gone bust, and it's causing major demographic problems. Here uh, is what it is. Uh, nothing's ever thought out, it seems. This started out in the late 1960s with Paul Ehrlich, but it really goes back to the 1920s here. And uh, demographic issue, uh, issues are are, an issue, are are a thing. Now, there's a TV series out there on Hulu. Uh, it's God knows what the writers strike when they're going to be uh, filming this again. A Handmaid's Tale. Where a religious group takes over the United States and names like Gilead and there's a revolution and everything else all because of a demographic crisis World War II right now let's talk about real life World War II World War one how many people in Europe were killed hundreds of millions of people soldiers children people in the wrong age range were getting killed. Look at the demographic issues that they had. Big issue here. This is not only an issue in, China, in China, Japan, but China, Europe, Russia. There is one theory that Russia had to go to war now with Ukraine because now they had the people in the right uh, demographic to fight a war. United States and some of the other powers and that's why they're relying on drones. They don't have the soldiers. And this autonomous zone, all goes, drone stuff, technology, all goes back to demography. So again, that's a disaster. You can have a demographic disaster. Here we have human ancestors nearly went extinct 900,000 years ago, data suggests. A new technique analyzing this is from nature.com. A new technique analyzing modern genetic data suggests three humans survived in a group of only 1,280 individuals. By the way, this is not new information. If you've been keeping up with this, 
demographic trends, you could Google uh, historic population. And this goes all the way back to the same thing almost happened uh, at the end of the last ice age where there were less than 10,000 people left, Homo sapiens, modern Homo sapiens. Uh, this article uh, says that uh, we were at one time at roughly a group of only 1,280 individuals. That's all that they could do with genetic mapping. There might have been other populations out there. So, uh, and the population of reading adults was reduced to 1,280 and didn't expand again for another 117,000 years. Uh, the Haipeng Li, a population geneticist at the University of Chinese Academy of Sciences in Beijing, who co-led the study, says that the fossil record in Africa and Eurasia between 950 and 650,000 years ago is patchy, and the discovery of this bottleneck may explain the chronological gap. And they went in, they did research based on modern DNA and things of that nature. Very interesting things. Here's another disaster. Saudi crude oil exports plummet as OPEC slashes production. What do you do? Here's another disaster. Oil shortage. What are you going to do about it? How, well, I don't have to do anything. I have enough money. A lot of people don't have enough money to buy, spend money on oil. I remember uh, in the mid-2000s, what were we ended up doing? Half of the people in my hometown of Woodbridge started using an ancient form of transportation. Their feet, they go everywhere. Uh, me, bicycle everywhere. Why? Gas? Close to $5 a gallon, $40 a gallon. That was our plan. What's your plan? Make less trips? trips? Use things more efficiently? Things to look at. So, uh, they're dicking around with the... Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 but I, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Messing around with the uh, production here. Raising prices. Here we have from the Associated Press, from strikes to new union contracts. Labor Day's organizing roots are especially strong this year. We have a pending auto strike in Detroit. Also, pensions gone the other way. What are you going to do with your old car? Are you going to buy a car? Are you going to fix it up? There's another disaster. Something to plan for. Hollywood. Hollywood hoped the writer's strike would end with summer. This is from CNN Business. But the deal remains nowhere in sight. I have people in panic that I've met. All of our uh, TV shows are not going to be renewed until sometime middle of next year. This is going to be a lost season of TV. They're freaking out. I tell them, well, there is something you could do. You could watch Safety Wars regularly. That's one way. And they give me a very dirty look. Watch Safety Wars, Safety FM, Jay Allen, some of our other people out there, Sam Goodman, Alan Warford, and like 17 other people. Hey, that's one thing. How about we go out rather than watching TV? Talk to your neighbor. Can we all talk to our neighbors? Get to know people in the community? 
maybe realize that they're all not bad. You know, everyone's not evil out there and we can all get along. How about that? Again, and that again also is preparing for disaster. Neighbor helping neighbor. Neighbor looking out for neighbor. And if appropriate, neighbor avoiding a neighbor. Right? Hey, you don't want to go near that guy, dude. Right? That sort of thing. So that's what we have scheduled here for the next month. Uh, we're talking about disasters. Uh, it's now how many minutes here? 32 minutes after an hour. We went short today. Uh, that happens. We're not live. Safety FM, I'm hoping you return uh, next week to live shows on Safety FM. Uh, but in the meantime, we you got me here. So for Safety Wars, this is Jim Polzel. And I will see you tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.